Welcome to the 155th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we will be talking about it. Today, we are recording on November 24th, 2019. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I am 50% of this here show. With me, co-host and raconteur extraordinaire, Carlos Rodella. What's up? All right, how's it going, Carlos? I, I can't do that each time. I've been doing that too many times. I'm not. I'm gonna stop. Okay, we can, <laughs> feel free to change it up. I mean, we got room in the script for for Adam. Oh, I know. Okay, I'll pick something besides "What's Up" next time. Okay, but I mean, you know, you can always have "What's Up" as a fallback. I mean, I think that's still okay. But you know, feel free to freshen it up if you like. But I'm fine either way. Either oh, I way. fell back. I fell back to it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. All right. Before we jump into this week's games, just want to remind you all that we are, well, still in a weekly schedule, so I guess I can stop reminding you about that. Anyway, glad you're joining us. Thanks for coming aboard. Uh, as always, if you have thoughts, comments, feedback, requests, you can contact... Con- you, can't, you can't contact us. That's bad. Don't That's do that. That's something else, yeah. That's Don't something that. totally different, but you can contact us, which is better. So video games podcast at gmail.com, and I promise I will learn how to talk. Um, let's just jump right into it. We have a lot of stuff to say. Carlos, uh, as per new huge, let's start off with you. You've been bringing a random Steam game to the show every week, which is what we open with, and I'm hoping we're going to do that again today. We are, but we're a little bit of a twist. Um, we're going to kind of maybe uh, hopefully change the segment name in the fact that it doesn't have to be on Steam because I use a lot of other services, and I'm going to tell you about one of them today. <coughs> And this is where I found the game. So it will say random Steam slash wherever Carlos finds a game. Would it be fair to... Okay, so let's let's dive <laughs> down on this a little bit. That's actually a good point because I think for a long time people have just said Steam generically to mean like a PC game. But that's not really true anymore. There's a lot right. more competition these days. And what does that even mean any, anymore? It doesn't really mean anything anymore. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I mean, you know, there's like origin there's like uh the epic store there's uh gog there's you know there's several new portals now so should we i guess let's should we say it's carlos's random pc game but it might not always be pc game right because you play you play consoles too no yeah but this would be pc game i think because basically what i do uh, is you know i'll find like a cheap we can call it something like cheap slash free uh pc game let's just do that because i think that's really what it is i play a million games that are like under five dollars because they're an easy price point and it's pretty easy to get in and try something new if it's a demo if it's free if it's um you know a dollar 99 so that's how i've kind of been doing it so far and that's what i'm doing today so let's just call it indie cheap pc game okay that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue i think we're going to workshop this <laughs> we'll workshop but I think that. yeah yeah those are the important pieces pc cheap free indie and carlos those yes. things in some order some order Okay, so we'll work on that. But for now, let's get to the cheap indie free PC thing that Carlos played. What was it? That's a perfect way to explain it. Uh, so I played, uh, there's a great platform called Game Jolt. If you're not aware of it, go over there and check it out. Game, J-O-L-T. Uh, I actually met the owners a while ago, and they're really cool, and it's a great place for discovery of new games and just demos and people working on stuff. Uh, as a side note, I'm working on my third platformer game, which I'll talk about later in the end of the show, and I have a profile over there as well. So I found Legend of Keepers. It's from Goblin Studio, Goblins with a Z. Uh, they actually have a ton of games that came out uh, this year. 
And Legend of Keepers is one of my favorite games of all time now. It's crazy. Uh, That is a big statement to make. I know. I think it is. And I'll explain why. So uh, basically you run a little company, uh, like a strategy game, uh, and the company is monsters. So like think Dungeon Keeper, you know, those games where you play as the bad guy. Is this like a top down or what kind of what kind of perspective are we talking here? So it's 2D. Uh, you know, cartoony graphics, um, monsters, uh, you're picking different menus, and basically heroes or adventurers come into a dungeon of yours, and the dungeons look a little different each time. Oh, okay. So right? Okay, so you're the bad guy running a dungeon. There's been running a couple games like this before. Okay. I know. I feel like none has done it this way or this simple or this addictive. So basically, they also treat it like a company. So your monsters are workers, they call them. So you have a lot of different workers, and you can hire different ones and train different ones, like monsters would be in a dungeon game. But uh, you actually like go by, and each different section of the dungeon, you pick what you want to put in there, right? So first, it's like put three monsters down, and you can pick from all the different coworkers that you have, put them down, and then the next one is like a trap. Then the next uh, board is like more monsters, and the last board is your final boss. And you have like a final boss that you can upgrade and stuff like that. So that's the process. And then once you actually put all that stuff down, um, the adventurers or heroes come in and then they got to fight. But you actually do select the different attacks, right? So you're not just like watching it happen. You are actually, you know, making some choices of different what different types of attacks you want your monsters to do. Is this like in real time or is it like turn-based? Or how turn-based, does it yeah, turn-based. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Turn-based on the side, the left side, you'll see which hero or which monster is going to go next. And then the, the boards that just have uh, traps and stuff, they just happen, right? They just hurt the person. Um, and then you get to pick, you know, the different abilities your final boss does if they get there. But the goal is to get kill these heroes before they even get to your final boss. So, but the interesting thing about it is, one, it's super addictive and simple. Two, it runs through weeks so like it says first week and it's like a little roulette wheel and it goes, okay, you have your option of fight some adventures or go pillage a town. And if you pick a pillage a town, then you have like all these potentials that could happen. Like you could get gold, you could find a monster and then it goes the next week. And so you basically pick one of these things each week. And one of them are like company retreat because it really treats this like idea of like a company. And then like two monsters are fighting. They're having a dispute. What do you do? So there's like these little mini story elements in there. And based on what you do, like these two monsters fought and I was like, I'll just ignore them. And so then one like quit on us. (laughs) But like that sucked because like I needed him to fight these adventures the next round and he was gone. So that's genius. And then they do like big uh, events, like, you know, story type events that happen. And those uh, like affect your monsters and stuff like that. So that's basically it. It just goes by in these different weeks and all the heroes and adventurers come in and you've got to, you know, kill them. By the way, to bookend this, uh, I didn't know this, but your final boss doesn't regain health. And there's a pro tip for you. I just thought like, he refreshed every time, but he doesn't. Oh, you mean like he doesn't regain it ever? Ever. Oh, okay. And this is a long game. Look, this can be very long. I went 52 weeks. So that's 52 different rounds before... It, it got to the end quote end and uh keep in mind this is a demo it's still not finished but okay the end after 52 weeks which i thought was a little long um a champion joins like the the heroes you know like one badass sure hero sure. and by the way um 
they made it to my boss. My boss was not full health. And it was it came down to the champion versus my final boss, and I won. Um, I can't yeah. tell you how much I enjoyed this. Wow. I mean, it sounds it sounds good, and I get the structure. What I mean, just like in a nutshell, like what is it about it? What quality is like really grabbing you? Because this sounds like I mean, I, I don't mean to like disrespect anybody at all here, but this sounds very similar to like a dozen other like you own the dungeon sort of a game. What is it about this one that's really grabbing you? You would be surprised, though. I did some research. There's a ton of you own the dungeon ones that aren't fun. Like, I, if you can think of one off the top of your head, I'd love to hear. Or people listening, please tell me I'm wrong and this is the game I should check out. But I really researched it after this game because I had so much fun with it. And so many of them are like setting up traps in a 3D dungeon and you watch people come in and it's just not the same feel. One, the 2D really helps. Like, just a simple... Okay, go to the next board. Like Advance Wars or something, right? Or Heroes of Might and Magic. These are the games okay. that I loved growing up. And this kind of simple, uh, you know, strategy tape, turn-based combat is something that's my jam. So I think that they mix that together with this, what people think there's a million games of, and I don't think there are. Um, and I think they did it the right way. And I think it could be a really big game. Like, it just feels like no one has done it in this way. Um yeah, so I, I think it's the tuniness of it, the simpleness, and it was just so addictive to go to each week. You know, there's other games out there that do that where like, okay, this round or week or whatever you want to call it, something different happens and you have to choose. So, you know, the choose your own adventure part of it. And that it, that's pretty cool too. I think that's the, the good mixture. But hmm. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I definitely can't stop playing it. And I'm like a little sad that it's just a demo right now. Um, I just signed up on the wish list. I did everything you could do for like an early access game. I was like, give me this game. Interesting. Well, that sounds good. I mean, I like the idea of those kind of games, um, but I have tried a couple of them and like, um, they just have never grabbed me. Like I just kind of, it's like a good idea, but like when you actually get down to it, I mean, the ones I've tried are always kind of missing that special sauce. I haven't tried a lot of them because they usually end up being PC games and I don't play a lot of those. I usually play the ones that come to console, but I mean, it sounds interesting. Does this sound like oh, something I, that uh, might come to the Switch, maybe? I was just going to say that. I, this is totally for the Switch. I mean, I don't know that yet. We'll have to look at his page. We don't do research. It, it's called Legend of Keepers, um, and look it up on Game Jolt. But, oh, I think they have a Steam page now. Yeah, they have a Steam page as well. Okay. But, but weirdly enough, you can only download the demo on Game Jolt, and there's no demo on Steam. Mm. So, hence the reason, don't just look at Steam for everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Legend of Keepers, but I would say that I think this is a perfect Switch game. This is a perfect... I'd play it on my PS4. It's just... It's so relaxing, and I think it's execution. That's my actual final answer. I think, you know, you can have a lot of ideas of, I own a dungeon, but it's execution. And I think he just... They, whoever the team is, did a great great job. Execution. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. I'm sticking to it. Legend of Keepers. <laughs> I'm, like, going to play it after this podcast. It's, it's so addictive. It sounds good. I mean, it sounds good. And in my head, the way I'm imagining it, as you're describing it, it sounds like something that would be on the Switch. And I dig I dig things that are a good fit for the Switch. So, I mean, if these developers are listening, maybe they will take that to heart and uh, keep working on this game. And maybe we'll see it on the Switch someday. Or maybe, you, at least, at the very least, you will play it in a more finished version on PC somewhere. So, oh, I'll play right, it. Cool. Yeah, as soon as it's available. Goblin Studios. Check it out. Legend of Keepers. All right, let's move on. Um, I know that you just talked for a million years about uh, Legend of Keepers, but I'm going to turn it back over to you in a second, Carlos. Um, 
So last week, we did a pretty deep dive on Death Stranding. Did you remember that, Carlos? I do remember that because that's like been my life. <laughs> ha, I, dude, tell me about it. So yeah. uh, I meant to bring a lot of more substantial games uh, to the show this weekend. I don't mean that disrespectfully. By substantial, I mean that I spent more time with them personally. Not that these games are bad games, just that I didn't put a lot of time into them so i'm bringing a lot of quick takes this week because i've been basically doing nothing but playing death stranding and i was determined determined i tell you to finish it yesterday i really wanted to get it done because i just noticed i'm not playing anything else it's cutting into my review time it's cutting into my my podcast prep time uh i played on what is it sunday i think it was friday i was playing the game and i started i got the feeling of like I'm ignoring my family and I don't usually get that feeling. And I'm like, I got to stop. I got to wrap this game up. I got to give my wife some love. I got to hang out my son. I cannot, I cannot be like ignoring them when they're here at home. I got to do something. I got to interact with the family. So I went crazy, drank a lot of caffeine, uh, did end up finishing it last night. And that's what? quite a wild ride, but I'm going to put a pin in that for just one second. Let's both do a quick check-in. I got a lot to say, but um, you have not finished. Is that correct? I haven't, and I saw your tweet, and I was like, he's going to finish it. He's going to finish it, and you oh, did. Oh, man, I did. Oh, dude. Okay, <laughs> there's several stories there, but where are you at in the game? How are you coming along with it? What are your – let's do just a real quick check-in with Carlos here. Yeah, so let me think what the last time was. Oh, wait, we can't say anything spoilery. So, uh, wow, yeah, we can't really say much of anything. I think here's, the, here's my thing. Um, I was talking to you and someone who follows the show uh, on Twitter, and they didn't mean to, but they spoiled um, a mechanic, a game mechanic. Oh, no. Yeah, and that's okay because I got it like in two seconds after we talked about it. But I think that, yeah, I really feel like people should just talk about um, this game in a spoiler cast, and we should definitely. But it's like so many small systems that keep getting added and you don't expect them or sometimes see them coming. Like like even the vehicles. I didn't know there was vehicles until someone basically spoiled that before I even got to start playing the game. And I would have loved to not know that because this game is like walking. And you're like, oh, I'm walking and it's difficult. Yeah, definitely. But wait, there's a bike? And so, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we've already spoiled that because it's kind of been out there. But um, I can't say a lot, but I will say this. I'm probably, there's what, 14 chapters? Uh, that sounds about correct. Yes, some okay. of them are very, very short, and some of them are really, really long. Are not some of the, the ones are some of the ones near the ending very, very short? Because I'm hoping you say yes. A couple of the ones near the end are pretty short. In fact, some of them are basically just like boss levels, or I think there's a couple that are basically just like one cutscene and then it moves on. But some oh, of them good. are really long. Okay. Well, I think I'm at six or seven. No, I'm eight. I'm eight. Oh, you got a long way to go, bro. I still got a long way to you go. You got a long way and to go. And you know, it's funny because from six to eight, I felt like it was a long time. And I was like very excited that I was in eight. And I was like, yeah, cause I think somebody said like, oh, you're halfway there, buddy. I'm like, oh, that's right. No, you are. You got a, you got a way to go. This wait, wait. is a long game. When you say that, though, there's people play things differently. So you say that, but maybe I find this little, you know, quick way to get through it. I mean, I play games pretty quick, and I got to tell you, I didn't do, I did basically no side stuff in this game. I just mainlined it the whole time, and just the very physical act of, like, watching the cutscenes and getting from objective to objective, that's going to take you some time. There's well, there's a lot of time involved. I will say this. I am skipping all cutscenes that I don't need to see anymore. 
right? Like, <laughs> well, no, because there's an ability when you go like into your private room, you can cut you can cut all those scenes out. Oh, okay. Do you Dang, know I that? Know, no, I did not know that. What do you oh, end up cutting out? Pro what, tip. what gets removed? So as soon as you step on that thing that says private room, yeah, just hit start or whatever it is in your system. Uh, well, it's PS4. So hit the um, options, options, and go skip. And then it goes. He, he puts his head down and put option skip. And then he tries to sit up, put option skip. And then if you're doing fast travel, pick fast travel option skip. You could do that four times. Okay, okay, I getcha. And I'm telling you, I got some speed going. So, anyways, also, I got to chapter eight now because I was doing some of the side stuff. So I feel like if I mainline it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. But here's my thoughts before you get into yours. Yes, yes. Give us your thoughts, Carlos. In the beginning, very addictive as hell. I just only wanted to play it. It was my whole life. It's not not my whole life now, but it definitely was each new mechanic built on each other. And I just felt like, what is this game? And I was really, really intrigued. Um, but then some issues started happening. Like when you mess up in this game, even if it's just a couple seconds of not paying attention to the BTs in the right way, and they bring you down into that oil. Like we talked last time. Yeah. Yeah. That can set you back so far that you, you almost feel like you've missed a save point or something. Right. And you feel like, Oh, and then this, this thing is damaged or whatever. And so that started weighing on me as well as those huge monsters at some point. I don't, I think, I guess it ramps it up, but like BTs become that this big circle that you've got to like run away from or defeat monster, but fuck that shit because it takes too long. (laughs) So you see a big circle happen on your map and it's a big monster and you've got to just basically run away. And then you're running so far away. You're running away from your objective, which took so long to get there. So that got real annoying. Secondly, I had to carry another person, and it just yes, yes, it, you do it, that a couple times. Yeah, and it just it it it's immersion breaking in a way. Like this game is so interesting how it puts you in the role of doing these things to connect America. And I know it's Hideo and stuff like that, but I mean that person could just walk alongside you. I just don't understand why everything has to be a package. So it's a small thing, but it bothered me. And the last thing, <laughs> the last thing was I just got a smidge bored because when I play video games, I like that power fantasy. I like the uh, feeling in control. Life is fucking chaos. And so I usually go to games to escape and feel like some sort of sense of control. And this doesn't have that. And then when the bad guys show up and, you know, um, basic Hideo fashion, uh, you just feel like so underpowered. You just got to watch this chaos unfold. And yeah, all those things together, I just got a little bit bummed out. Do you still think you're going to finish it? I think I have to, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's easier to put down than to pick back up. Like Greedfall or Outer Worlds or these games where I was like, I had to play it because I really just enjoyed the moment to moment everything. Like, I enjoy a good chunk of the moment to moment, but enough of the bad stuff makes me want to put it down. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. I hear what you're saying, for sure. Um, As for me, so I finished it last night. Altogether, it was 57 hours and change, which is pretty long. I know some people, like, you know, are very used to playing 100-hour games or they want the infinite games or something, but for me... With me being so busy and with the family and my responsibilities and stuff I got to do, 
like that amount of time, basically 60 hours, that is a huge amount of time to devote to a game. And I don't play games that long unless I love them. Um, and I will say that I, I did love Death Stranding in a mechanical sense. Um, as we covered last week, I'm not going to like recap everything we talked about, but there is le- like legit some genius level shit going on here. Like the game design, I think, is really brilliant. Um, his way of recapitulating game themes in the gameplay also brilliant um the mechanics i think are brilliant uh just the just the game itself i mean just the fact of like hey this is a game about fucking walking from point a to point b not everybody could pull that off and i feel like he really pulled it off like there's a lot to really really like about this game and i i respect it i enjoyed playing it i thought it was very satisfying to play um i had my ups and downs just like you like it wasn't always fun not always fun but to me, fun is not always the same thing as interesting or worthwhile. Sometimes those things can be very different. I mean, I've played some games where I am not having fun, but I think it's really worthwhile because the experience is unique or because the person's bringing something really interesting to the table. And so I can put up with games that are not fun as long as I feel like there's something happening. And there's definitely something happening in this game. There's always something happening. So I feel like in terms of gameplay, game design moment-to-moment decisions overall that kind of a thing i think it's really deep and mechanically rich and really worth playing i still think it's really worth playing it's Um, like art it's like art right like so you it's like it's a beautiful piece of art i will agree right yeah yeah i mean exactly and you and you 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 it's it's the gameplay part is that what pushed me out a little bit but mm -hmm. i am in the same exact page of you as like the way that it's made and the, the, the genius of moments of it and mechanics of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I definitely did not love every moment of it. There was a few points where I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. And you know, why am I doing this? And Oh God, I can't believe that just happened or, you know, whatever. I mean, I definitely had moments of that. Um, but overall, I mean, there's no question that death stranding is doing something that no other game is doing out there that he had an idea that no one else has really tried. He's got mechanics that no one else has bring bringing to the table. So I give him props, like uh, total respect, total respect. Um, but the story is an entirely separate matter. Uh, I I was I was kind of into the story, and I'm not going to spoil anything, folks. So don't you don't have to dash for the mute button or anything. If you're like on a bike or you're driving, don't get into an accident because you're trying to shut me up because I will not spoil anything. Um, but. Uh, it, so Kojima is amazing to me and he is, he is the same Kojima he's ever been. He is a brilliant game designer. He is brilliant with mechanics. He is brilliant with like the tactile mechanical sense of things. And he is fucking hopeless when it comes to storytelling. I know that people say he wants to be a director <laughs> and all that stuff. It's never going to happen because this guy can not tell a story at all. It is so... Okay, here it's frustrating, okay? I'm not going to say that it's bad, although it is horribly told. He does a terrible job at getting the story across. But here's the thing. He's got enough story in here for, like, two or three separate complete storylines. There's there's too much in here. And speaking as an editor, he needed an editor in the worst way because he's got so much stuff in here that could stand on its own, but it doesn't. He's got one complete idea over here. Okay, no, no. He's got an incomplete idea over here. He's got another incomplete idea over here. He's got another third and fourth and fifth incomplete idea. And instead of getting rid of a few of those and really fleshing out what he's got, he just keeps adding more. And so every time I got on a track that was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. I wonder where this goes. It doesn't go anywhere. It goes nowhere. 
That's actually a really good point, and I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like maybe that's the real reason I jumped ship for a minute because you do need that narrative uh, pushing you forward to be like, this is why I want to keep doing this. Right. Especially right. with an arduous task of going up a mountain. Absolutely. Yes. And you're like, well, wait, am I just helping this one girl because there's, there's a guy with the oil out of his eyes because the other thing with the baby and, and I have to go because the – uh, why? <laughs> and yeah. so then you don't have that directive kind of like a greedfall. I knew exactly why I wanted to do something with this one faction. And I was really excited to do the game mechanics of that. Right. Because I knew yeah. what the yeah. outcome was going to be. Outer world the same way. I knew what this was going to cause if I did this gameplay action. And right now I have no idea what I'm doing at all for any reason. I just know that supposedly connecting something and I'm the internet guy, like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're totally right. It starts out okay before he starts layering other stuff. When you just have the basic idea of, like, hey, we need to connect the internet from coast to coast, that's a very simple, straightforward idea, and it gives you motivation. Like, you know, when I started the game, I'm like, okay, yes, starting at the East Coast, going to make it to the West Coast. That's a that's a good goal. I feel, I'm feeling this. I'm going to do it. But as he goes on, he just keeps adding more and more stuff, and, like, none of it is really well fleshed out. None of it, to me, ever came together. And it sucks because I love the mechanical side of this game so much. I really want to be able to hold this up and say, you know what? Death Stranding is like a game of the year. This is an amazing game. I want everybody to play this. And I really can't say that because the story, I mean, this story would not pass writing 101. Like, it is so horribly told. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I love Kojima. If you like it, that's fine. But there is no defending how poorly this story is told. It's, it makes so many mistakes. It makes so many obvious errors. Like, I, when I went through the game, I didn't feel anything for anybody. Like, there's so many missed opportunities for drama. So many missed opportunities to have connections with people that would give you, the player, more motivation to hang in there and keep going. And so many of these ideas are like, Kojima was Googling something. He saw something cool. He put it in his game. Googled yeah. something else. Put it in his game. And it's like, dude. You, that's great for brainstorming. You cannot put all your ideas in a game because it ends up being a cluttered fucking mess. And that's and what this ended up being. It's funny because you said drama and there's like so many tears in this game. But oh, how, ma- how many of them are earned, right? Like zero, dude. Yeah. Like none. I mean, I got to a quote unquote really emotional part. And there's this other part where you're supposed to feel something for this person. I felt nothing at all, dude. Like no connection to any of these characters. I mean, the dialogue is so bad. The, the, oh God, the scripting is just awful. And okay, so here's, so I, I felt like that was a huge missed opportunity. And there, the, the shame of it is there's many times when there are good opportunities for things. He does not capitalize on those. And he just doesn't understand how to tell a story that really grabs players. And the worst part about this, dude, the worst part is that I don't think it's much of a spoiler, but you get to the end and when he's like, okay, Players at the end of the game, you know, the jig is up. I got to explain everything. The end of the game is like, and I'm not even joking, dude. The end of the game is literally like, it's like two and a half hours of just pure exposition and cutscenes, where everything that you've been wondering about the whole time, like I've been playing this game for like 55 hours, not connected to anybody, not feeling any drama, not feeling anything for anybody, wondering what's going on. In the last two and a half hours, you just got to fucking get comfortable because he's like, okay, now I'm going to tell you every single idea I ever had about this game. And it's just like two hours of pure cutscenes, And I'm the like, movie. oh yeah, my Yeah, it's the God. movie. Yeah. I but it's, that- a, it's like the worst movie you've ever seen, dude. <laughs> it is the worst. 
Uh, I was going to ask you about that ending, and yeah, it seems like I thought it was going to be like a just massive cutscene movie, and it sounds oh, like it is. It's awful. It is awful. Like, and again, the the worst part about it is you can see that there's flashes of brilliance. There's a couple good ideas that I think are great. There's a couple mechanics that I think are great. There's a couple twists that would have been really cool if they had been built up properly. There's a couple relationships that would have really had some weight to them if they had been built up properly. But you just play through. 50-ish hours of gameplay. And, t- and again, I love the gameplay. I think the gameplay is great. I enjoyed it. It was strong enough to carry me through. But God, it was just like getting... T- I mean, it, it, it just felt like this game's pants fell off and it stumbled down a flight of stairs and then it shit itself when it got to the bottom. And I'm oh, jeez. Like, I'm like, what is going on, dude? You're Wait. so smart when it comes to the gameplay and you fuck it up so bad with the story. I have a good, I have a good uh, analogy, I think. Yes. Um, so... You know, I think his craziness and his, in quotes, genius at times and stuff, um, I think that would be good to be paired up with someone else. So a good example is um, Charlie Kaufman and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay, sure. So Michelle Gondry is one of my favorite directors of all time, and he directed that movie, and that's why it looks the way it does and is weird as fuck as well. Um, He also did his own movie, Science of Sleep, and not as good. Like... Not even close. Like, I like it, but no. And so what happens is you have someone who is just in their own juices. No, that was a terrible choice. Uh, (laughs) In their own thing, you know, and they kind of forget to, they need help. They need, like you said, they need an editor or they need some other eyes on it. And then something like really crazy genius can happen out of that, right? So um, I think that that's what I'd like to see him do next is like work with someone else. Yeah, I don't know if he would do that because he might be, I don't know, stubborn, but maybe he isn't. But that's what I'd love. I think that would um, alleviate some of what we're feeling. Yeah, he is. I mean, he is a genius, dude. In certain ways, I feel like he is a literal genius. I feel like he's done a lot to... To, to contribute to like the world of video games he's a brilliant like innovator when it comes to systems mechanics and gameplay like he legit genius like no doubt but he is hopeless with storytelling and characterization he needs that guy like you know often people said that uh you know another analogy is like the, with the star wars movies you know we all talk about george lucas but when he was working with lawrence kasdan who people often don't recognize um, but he was like a producer and apparently, you know, if, if stories are true, he was the one who, like, kept reining Lucas in when they were making the original trilogy. And those movies came out great in comparison to what he did on his own. I think that you're right. right. I mean, he definitely needs, Kojima needs someone standing over his shoulder and be like, dude, come on. Like, this is bullshit. This part's good, but this part's bullshit. Let's get rid of this part. He just needed to just rein it in. Yeah. And it just, it just sucks because I thought that the story ended up being terrible. The characters ended up being terrible. The way that he stitched all these, like, it's like a giant mashed up meatloaf of just weird ideas that don't hang together and it was so disappointing dude because i love this game i still love this game but i just i just can't wholeheartedly embrace it because it just stumbles over itself so badly and it just Jeez. reminds me this is the way it's always been with kojima dude it, it, this is this is kojima dot text kojima 101 this is how he always is i shouldn't be surprised no okay so you're definitely not selling me on picking it back up though that's like the worst <laughs> um thing I could hear is like, oh, yeah, the ending doesn't really make you feel, and it's still weird. And But, okay, I'll say this last thing. A, it might still take a minute for me to pick it back up because I definitely have, you know, the fatigue and that hearing of that ending doesn't inspire me at all. But 
I will say it's the, it is that minute to minute gameplay that is addictive. You know, it's pretty addictive to want to try to get up this mountain and yeah. to get on the other side or to load up stuff. Inventory seems to be something in our human brain that we like doing, even though we complain about it a lot. I think we do like um, organizing shit, you know, creature hab- 100% habit. 100% ag- agreed. Agreed. So that part always kind of draws me back to the controller. I'm like, hmm, well, I could go up that other mountain probably. So we'll see. Well, just to wrap it up, I will say that I still love this game. I do not love the story, but I love this game. I will also say that if you re- if you or anybody listening plays this game and reaches a point where you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm good on this game, just stop. Because once you've gotten the experience of hiking and the packages and all that, like, that's good. Like, you don't need to keep going because the narrative is not going to take you anywhere. And I will say, honestly, um, I bounced off of Metal Gear Solid Five like, really hard because I was looking to get some good story out of it, which was stupid. Stupid on my part because I know that he doesn't do story well, but... Um, I after playing Death Stranding, this may sound crazy, but I'm actually interested to go back to Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, skip all the cutscenes, and just play it for the mechanics because I kind of want more mechanics from him. I really oh, like what yeah. he does with mechanics, but I just I bounced off the story. I could not swallow the bullshit that he was shoveling. And that game, so much of that story is just pure bullshit. Um, <laughs> so I think that if I skip the cutscenes and just go back and mess around with the mechanics, all the different options, you get your dog that has a knife in his mouth, which I think is amazing. I mean, play that shit. I might come back and play it just for the mechanics, but uh, so that's that's one unexpected outcome. But there we go. I will not say anything else about Death Stranding. Will not spoil anything. Um, and I guess we can bring it up if you finish it, or maybe if you want to check in at some point in the future. But I think I've probably said my piece on it with uh, in a spoiler-free sense. Okay. And also, that last thing you said made me just not want to pick it up again. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you're like, listen, if you've if you figured it out, you probably have it. Uh, well, I. I have it probably. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you might be better off even without seeing the ending because I feel like. I feel like I liked the game less after I saw the ending, which is really sad. Whoa, so. how many times are you going to not sell me on picking this game back up? Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I, let's move it. on. All right, Carlos, you are up, sir. You are playing a game that I am very curious about, but have not had time because what I've been playing, fucking Death Stranding. But now that that's over, maybe I will take a look at Star Wars. What is it? It's Star Wars Jedi Fall? No, that's wrong. Yeah, Jedi Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order? colon Fallen Order. Oh, I put the colon in the wrong place. Okay, Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. This comes from Respawn, the wonderful people behind Titanfall and Apex Legends. And this is, uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, kind of a third person uh, set in the Star Wars universe. And people keep saying it's a Souls-like, but I'm not exactly sure how that happens. Tell us about Star Wars colon... No, fuck! Wrong place. Star. God damn it. Such an amateur. Star Wars... Jedi colon Fallen Order. Okay, yes. Tell it's us kind about of it. a weird. It's kind of weird pairing. Star Wars Jedi all one one thing. I, it's I think it's, it's a weird, weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird title. Um. Well, I'm gonna um harness like I said on Twitter my inner Brad for this review. Oh no. Okay. I was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't not fully because I'm not just gonna say it's garbage and move on. Oh no. Oh snap. Okay. You don't really do that, but um. I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is pretty much like Uncharted Tomb Raider uh, game style. Third person, run around, solve puzzles, fight monsters, fight stormtroopers, and go to different planets, similar to Outer Worlds recently, where you can find different parts of the map and research and learn more about the story to basically figure out... Um, there's like other Jedi's that are hidden and you're trying to figure out where they are and what they're all about. And you play as a Jedi 
who basically survived Order 66, which is where they killed a bunch of Jedi, or all of them, and you went into hiding, uh, and you're basically working on this uh, shipyard and just kind of in hiding as a Jedi, and then at some point you have to use your powers and you're outed, and so people are like, oh, go after him. He's uh, a Jedi. So then you basically, without spoiling too much, you know, get some companions and go out into the stars to find information about other Jedi. Quick question for you. I, I like Star Wars, but I am not a Star Wars, like, uh, you know, his lore master or anything like that. So just real, like, where in the timeline, is this in the timeline? And if it is, like, where in the timeline? Is it between the, the prequels and the main three? Or is it, like, where is it coming in? Uh, again, bad with research on this show, but I'm pretty sure it's before Star Wars, the original. Before um, the Luke, the Luke, the first three movies. Yeah, the, okay. the first movie is called A New Hope, right? Episode four, A New Hope, yes. Yes, so it's supposed to be before that. So I okay. think, you know, like Luke is in hiding too, right? So like, or not outed or something. So I feel like it's this kind of gray area where Jedi are kind of, you know, um, hunted down and he's basically just trying to, the whole game, research um, from like his old master and some other people have left these clues to figure out what is going on with the, the Force and who's been studying it. Which, by the way, as a side note, um, you know, it is kind of interesting the kind of different lore pieces you get from this. Because you don't even need to know uh, a lot of Star Wars lore. It just tells you new stuff, which is stuff that is even new to the whole canonical Star Wars, you know, story. Uh, which is like these different types of races trying to understand the force. And I thought that was kind of interesting. But okay. You, but you play the game, yeah, running around, jumping, climbing on things, anything you could think of from any other third-person adventure game, uh, action-adventure game, is in here. Climbing onto walls, sliding down slippery slopes, um, jumping on ropes to jump over to the next thing, to wall run. I mean, it's almost too many, in my opinion. Um Oddly enough, I love how there's so many mechanics in Death Stranding. But here I was like, ah, just let me run, jump, and hit things. Because it's like <laughs> one sequence is like run, jump, grab onto something, wall run, uh, grab onto rope, push little ball with your force power to fall into a hole. And I'm like, fuck off. How about <laughs> you let me fight a monster and like find out the story, you know? So in general, there's... The other mechanic is the Souls-like thing, which is this game is hard. Like this oh, game okay. on regular mode, I'm playing on regular-ass mode. There's easy, regular, hard, and harder. Uh, I was like, fuck that. I want to actually get through this story, and I heard it was like Souls-like. I put it on regular. It's still hard. I still die a ton. Did you bump so it down to easy? I might now, because if I want to see the end of the story, like, you know, I heard that even parts of it are still difficult and easy, which is crazy, but... What makes it difficult is you have a lightsaber and you're, you know, thinking you're going to be badass with it. But this game is like it wants you to earn your powers. So over the time, the course of the game, you'll get better and better and get more powers, force powers, so that you can maybe Metrovania, which is also in this game, go back to areas and kick ass and beat monsters you couldn't beat before, um, which is just a weird combination for a Star Wars game. So you feel underpowered. You, your lightsaber is okay, but you basically have to block a ton. And, you know, stormtroopers will shoot at you from a distance, and you've got to block it. If you block it just right, you'll take him out by bouncing it back at him. But if you don't, like, you'll just get cheap shot at all over the place. 
And then when you fight anybody, almost like souls, like you find like just a regular ass, you know, super stormtrooper, you definitely could die. And so it's just a mishmash of expectations, right? I think a ton of people were like waiting for one player Star Wars game, but then thinking of was it Force Unleashed and stuff? Yeah. Where yeah, you just yeah. kick motherfucking ass all the time. So you don't and I get the idea of wanting to earn it, but the story and the characters and the setup is really interesting. Well, hang on one second. I want to—that's a—that's a really interesting point that I want to chew on for a second here. Yeah. So I remembered—it's funny you bring that up because I remembered some people talking specifically about the difficulty. Because you know, I spend a lot of time looking at um, accessibility because Game Critics is really big on accessibility in terms of like, you know, for people who have hearing impairments or people who have, you know. Uh, some kind of physical impairment that would require controllers or maybe, you know, different settings on games. I mean, um, and so so I heard a lot of people talking about this in a good way. And so I looked into it. And now that you're, I'm hearing you talk about it, I am reminded of what it was that I read. So uh, apparently the difficulty in this game is different than your normal difficulty. Because I think in most games, it's just like, oh, the monsters do more damage and you deal less damage or something like that. Or usually the monsters have more health and it's a simple thing like that. But in this game, uh, I believe it was three factors. I want to say that it was like like uh, when you change between easy, medium, and hard. I think the thing that changed was your parry window gets larger. Yep. If you're on easy, I think the enemies are less aggressive. And there was one other thing. Uh, I don't remember what it is, but something like that. So it wasn't exactly just like the monsters just became tankier. It was like their behavior actually changed and your ability to deal with them changed in a different way. So it was kind of an interesting approach to difficulty. I mean, I, I mean, I have not played this game at all yet. But um, as for me, I mean, I am a grown ass man. I got a life. I got things to do. So I don't have time for developers that are like, oh, you want a challenge? Like, you know beat my arbitrary challenge I, i'm not up for that anymore so i don't i have no qualms playing a game on easy i would suggest just kick it to easy and just enjoy yourself man well i'm gonna try and we'll see i'll do a, a update for you because i didn't want to put it down because there definitely is like i said the story is interesting and you have a cool companion called bd1 who's a little droid who's like instantly you fall in love with um similar to the mandalorian which we won't spoil but something there is very cute um so, yeah, I do want to, to figure out what's going on here, you know, because they've set up so many cool and interesting characters. And um, I do want to see what this outcome is. So I probably will. But to finish the thought on the difficulty, uh, yeah, you, you, you said it right uh, perfectly. The parrying is really the difficult part of this. I've never liked parrying in any game. I hate it, too. Yeah, I don't want to parry. Even in Greedfall, you, you could do it, but um, which is, I think, the third time I brought that game up. Uh, go play that game. You must really like Greedfall, eh? I game of the year. One of them, my game of the year. Oh uh, shit! Spoiler, okay. spoiler, spoiler. Uh, you know, it, the pairing is just difficult, and then certain enemies you have to parry them like three times, and then you get an instant kill. But that means you have to do it that way, or right. if you don't, it'll be like forever to to beat it. So, uh, yeah, I think that later on the powers, the force powers, will make some of that stuff easier. But in the early going, it's it's kind of a slog. Um, and then I also say, for some reason, this game has a lot of Mario slides. You know, like Mar- Mario sixty Mar- Mario slides. Wasn't Mario sixty four where they had all the slides? Like you're going down like yeah. the icy mountain with the penguins and you're yeah, yeah, stars yeah. on the slide thing. Okay. Yes, yeah. There's a ton of those in this game. 
<laughs> I mean, like a poop ton. Like a weird, hey, back to the Hideo thing. Like somebody should have walked in the room and been like, hey, buddy, you think we got too many slides in this game? <laughs> That's insane. I never would have thought this would be a, a slide-rich game. It's a slide and Dark Souls game, and I, you wouldn't think either of those sentences. Um, you know how many times last night I tried to slide down this icy thing to jump off and get, grab a rope? You know, those kind of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that thing. Oh, but no. Whatever that thing, whatever that, whoever designed that, like near the end of the icy path, it kind of like goes up a little bit. So you've got to like push in the opposite direction as you're falling off of it to like go and hope that you reach the rope. And you just die like a million times. That's like a common occurrence. There's just some jankiness also to this game. Like, I love Respawn, but, you know, this is their first third person, I want to say, game I like this. I think it is. I think it is. And it just feels it's got some jank. And then you mix jank with, like, difficult, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll put it down now. Oh, um, and then, man. by the way, when you do save your game, enemies come back just like Dark Souls. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, okay. okay, that shouldn't be in a Star Wars game. And then secondly, you do have to, like, you don't have to, but you can track down the person who killed you and get more of your XP back from that person, just like a Souls game. So I, I you know, uh, famously don't like any of those games, and that's fine. You can send me hate mail to Onawa on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I just don't like it. And it comes back to what you said earlier. Like, we have so much time in the day, and I'm not going to just sit in front of my TV or computer for you know, four hours and just die. Um, and some of my people say like, get good. Well, I, I just don't have that. Um, that's just not in me. Like that style of like playing games. Some, like, I don't know. And also, by the way, this is a weird tangent and then I'll be done. But in the eighties. Oh man, this is already a weird tangent. Okay. Hold on. I got to go here. Cause I don't think I've said it on your podcast yet. In the eighties, uh, games were fucking hard. Okay, yeah, in the arcade, were. they were on purposely hard so you'd spend quarters because there was an economy, a system, a game economy that you had to like, you know, put more money in so you could keep playing your game. And then those games came to console, Ataris and Nintendos, and they were fucking hard. And if you didn't have the passcode or didn't have a save feature, uh, you were screwed. You had to start over. And that's probably. Why I don't like roguelikes and I don't like Souls games because I had enough of it, Brad. Yeah, I mean they're not for everybody, and that's totally okay. I mean I get what you're. I mean I know that they kind of became like this like misguided badge of honor for a while. I I think that maybe we're kind of coming out on the other side of that. Oh good. But for a couple years, it was like if you didn't like these games, something was wrong with you, and it's fine to not like those games. I mean I do. Um, I don't love them all and I don't play them all, but I do, you know, I was a big fan back in the day and I, I can see why people like them. I, I enjoy them myself, but I don't always want that. And I think it's really easy to get them wrong. I think we're, I think right now we're, we're in the, we're in the souls like era where people are finally making games that are inspired by souls, but they're not really getting them all correct. And so there's a lot of like miserable experiences out there. So I don't, I can't say anything about star Wars Jedi colon fallen order. Um, because I haven't played it yet, but I am curious to see if I'm going to find it to my taste or not. Because I can, I can get down with a Souls like, but I cannot get down with a bad Souls like. Well, you know what? And this is a perfect, I think, uh, culmination of that. It's Souls like in a weird placement for it. It's a lot of puzzles, like early on, a ton of puzzles, and I'm like, what? I guess. What kind I, of puzzles do you do? Uh, well, 
This is another note that I had down. I think I'm over puzzles. This is my Brad Galloway, okay? <laughs> I'm over souls. I'm over you puzzles. You're over it. Carlos is fucking over I'm it. I'm over video games. I'm done. Uh, no, I'm over. I am fucking over puzzles. Last Tomb Raider, I remember loving that game. And then the, some of the puzzles, I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to the YouTube and figure it out because I have no fucking clue what I'm supposed to do. And that just, there's zero fun in figuring out that puzzle. Whatever aha moment that developers think that I'm Carlos going to get out of it, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not getting at it. I'm not doing it. It doesn't give me any sort of satisfaction. Are I just we go like, like pushing blocks or like yeah, what kind like, of puzzles? You, you, you uh, force push a ball into a holder, but then that's not the end of it because you got to push this other ball into a wind tunnel so it jumps up onto another holder, and then you got to uh, climb yeah. over this other thing and knock this other thing down. I don't want to. No, oh, man. It's funny you say that, dude, because I. I haven't played a game like that in a while, and now that you're like saying it, I'm kind of having like flashbacks to to, to some puzzles that I did not enjoy. But yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I, that's my inner Brad. I do. I don't think I like the game. Like it doesn't sound like you like it that much. Yeah, I feel like it's 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 compelling to go back and see an easy mode. Like I really want to see that story, so I might do that. But fuck, all those puzzles are still going to be there. By the way, the puzzle yeah. <laughs> puzzles aren't going to get any easier. Yeah, so. the puzzles are not affected by the difficulty. It's just the enemy part. So, well, I mean, I mean, I, I would just I, my advice, like I said, put it on easy, see what happens. If the rest of the game is a breeze, maybe that'll give you the 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 juice to get over those puzzles, and maybe you'll just have enough enjoyment with the characters and your little droid that maybe it'll be you know end up being like an okay game. But uh, I we'll guess, see. I, yeah. I'll update you. Give us an update. I want. I really want to play this, but I'm so kind of like I'm kind of done with like a big game for a while because uh, of Death Stranding. I think I may just end up playing playing a bunch of really short Switch games for a week or two just to kind of reset my my internal clock. So, dude, Legend um, of Keepers. Uh, I don't play anything on computer, so I won't do that. Wait, but wait. Sa- so you just don't because it's some sort of like um, clause in in the Brad system. No, I mean, I just number one, I don't like messing with computers um, at all because I have really, really bad luck when it comes to technology. Like, if there's something that can go wrong, it always goes wrong. Like, I am the guy that always finds the weirdest ass bug in some game, or like if there's like one tiny little glitch in a thing, like it happens to me all the time. Yeah, and so I just, I just don't play anything on PC. I also have extremely low tolerance for fiddling with settings or like trying to get things to work or installing drivers. I hate that shit. I hate it so much. I never do it. So I don't like any game that, that if it doesn't run perfectly the first time, I'm out. Like, I'm just out. I'm not going to mess with it. And also, uh, my computer is, I spend a lot of time on my computer for uh, work, and I don't want to be on a computer when I am not working. And so Yeah, I that's just, the real that's the real issue. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I spend so much time on a computer when I am, when I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing, I don't want to be at the computer. You know, it's, it's yeah, a different experience, it. but yeah, you know, so I just period i just don't play anything on computer so um i'm gonna jump on the switch i got actually a bunch of shit on the switch that i really want to get to um children of morta just came out I think, oh last yeah week. i might want to check um, that out too i have a couple other games that i've i've been looking at that i really want to get to there's a bunch of games i want to come back to i have a lot of stuff that i really want to get to on the switch and i feel like for the next two weeks i'm gonna get to the switch but i still want to play fallen order i i'm still kind of interested so maybe later i'll report on it we'll see we'll see okay and also children of morta is that what you said right yeah that just came out on, on switch i think it's on ps4 too i want to say yeah it just came out on ps4 but it's been out on pc for a while and i think it's been out on xbox for a while it's on everything i think okay i might check that out with you so 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'm really looking forward to checking it out. But uh, I have no info on that, but I do have some stuff that I can talk about um, that I did dabble in. Um, so again, like I said at the beginning of the show, I spent most of my time on Death Stranding, so I do not have deep dives on any of these games, but it's fine because I don't think any of these games deserve a deep dive. Oh, um, and Brad's yeah. back. Yes, I'm Brad. back. I'm back. Welcome back. It's me. Um, okay, so the first one, and these are all on Switch, by the way. First one is Mars Power Industries. This is a very small puzzle game, which came out from a studio who I've forgotten. I apologize. I meant to write that down, and I didn't. Uh, but this is a... It's 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 frustrating. It's like It's like a game where... It's a puzzle game, but they do not explain to you how to play it. They just, it's like one of those games where it's like, here's a game, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, no, I can't. I need some help. So maybe I'm just slow. Maybe, I, you know, I, I admit I am not the best puzzle kind of guy. But so you, you were on Mars, and this is a 2D, pixel-based, indie-ass, really small budget, very simple. I mean, this could have been on the, uh, you know, the DS or something. Like, it's a real simple kind of a game. Uh, what you do is you're supposed to supply power to little structures that are, you know, they're like 16 by 16 pixels or something. It's very simple, very simple kind of tile-based game. You're supposed to supply power to these structures. And so each little thing you have that supplies power gives power in a certain direction. Like one thing, if you put down a block, it'll give power to structures that are to the left and the right of it. Another block will give power to the blocks that are above it and to the diagonals of it. So like you have these little blocks that shoot power in certain directions. And so you need to figure out which blocks to put on the map and to make sure that all of your structures have power. Seems simple. When I watched the video on YouTube, I'm like, oh, this looks simple and cute. This looks good. Okay, no, not simple, not not cute. I'm a little cute, but still. The thing is, is like, I just don't understand the rules of the game and the game doesn't explain them to you. So like sometimes you cannot put a block anywhere you want to. And sometimes I did not understand why I could put a block there and I couldn't put a block there. I just, I don't get it. Sometimes um, the board changes based on what you put down. So sometimes a block is fine one turn and then it's not fine another turn. And again, I was like, what's going on? I don't understand why I can't do this. And certain blocks cancel out other blocks. And that's really frustrating when you're not exactly sure what you got to do. So basically I think my takeaway is that they want you to figure out what is the absolute correct order of operations for each puzzle. And I fucking hate that kind of gameplay. I hate that kind of gameplay where there's only one solution and if you can't figure it out, you're stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's no tutorial. Zero tutorial, zero yeah. instructions, zero explanation. And a lot of the time I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. I got this one puzzle. I swear to God, it was like the fourth puzzle or something. Like it's like just starting the game and I could not figure out what I was... I couldn't make any progress. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't get it. There's nothing on YouTube or anything. There's no information anywhere because it's this tiny little mini game. And I just like stood up, stared at my screen and I'm like, I just don't even understand what I'm doing. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I wish somebody would tell me what I'm doing wrong because I can't figure it out. And I just got, I got so frustrated and so burned out on it. And I just, I just need a game to meet me halfway. You know, like I'm, I'm fine to work on a game. I can put effort in if a game's difficult, but meet me halfway, like throw me a bone, help me out. And I just, yeah. I just not into that whole my brain doesn't work like the developer's brain. Therefore I cannot figure out what they're doing and I don't understand it. So I actually had that a little bit with, uh, the witness. Oh, fuck the witness, dude. Fuck. Really? Witness. Okay. Fuck I don't, I don't witness. think I heard that episode that you talked about it, but yeah, I, um, again, I went in early with like, Oh, this is interesting and different. And I like, you know, I like braid and stuff, but, um, yeah, I said, fuck that game pretty quickly. Cause I was like, I don't, my brain doesn't 
do whatever your brain is doing. Exactly. That is exactly it, dude. If you're in sync with those developers, it's fine. But man, oh my God, it's like these kind of games and point and click adventures where like you're supposed to follow the logic of like comb the cat, get the cat fur, put glue on your lip and then put <laughs> the cat fur on your lip. Yeah. I, my brain doesn't work like that. And I get stuck on those all the time. So like if I can't follow that logic, I get so frustrated. And I was really frustrated with Mars Power Industries. I just couldn't get a groove. I couldn't figure out what it wanted me to do. It's just pure frustration, dude. Did not nope. enjoy it. That's yeah, a no for me too then. Oof, oof, that was a bad one. Okay, next one. Toast Time Smash Up. Have you heard of this one? No, but I like the name. It's a cute name, um, and the graphics are cute, which is kind of what drew me to it. Um, it comes from a small studio. They've got a few games out, and I guess I didn't really understand what this game was. Because as soon as I started playing it, I'm like, this game sucks and I hate it. I just do not like it. You play as a piece of sentient toast, which is great. I'm already on board with that. But what happens is, so part of the game is a multiplayer party game, which I don't, I don't like those. I wish people would stop making them. I don't play those. But there's also a single player mission mode, which I'm like, oh, I like single players. And I like, I like mission modes. So that's kind of my alley. And it was cheap. I got it for, I think, two bucks. So I thought it was worth a risk. You play as this piece of toast. And what happens is you need to defend your goal from other enemies that are coming towards you. And how you do that, 2D, pixel-based, um, you know, side-on view sort of a game, uh, platforming. And so what happens is you shoot to keep things away from your goal. But when you shoot, your body um, rockets in the opposite direction. So, like, for example, if you're standing still, an enemy is coming towards your goal. you got to protect your goal. You shoot to the left. Your body will rocket over to the right. So, like, mm. you're constantly getting, like, kickback from your gun. And so, like, if you point downwards and shoot downwards, you will fly up in the air. And if you're, if, if you're in the air and you shoot upwards, you will rocket back down to the ground. And there's also gravity. So you're constantly, like, uh, every time you shoot, you're getting, like, pushed around the screen. And it's really hard to manage that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is, like really frustrating the developers give you a button that when you push the button it'll hold you in place and you will stop moving so you can shoot and aim but only for like a couple seconds and then you like you lose your grip or whatever and you, you fall again um so basically you just end up like getting ping-ponged around the whole level like bouncing around like a crazy like a crazy you know pinball or something um shooting trying to shoot and then you're kind of like watching where your guy is going at the same time and also trying to shoot the enemies and it just was like a just really too busy in an unpleasant way and really hard to control. Uh, my brain did not like getting pushed in the opposite direction of, of where you're shooting. It was mm. really hard to track it for some reason. Um, and as I was playing this, I'm like, oh my God, this seems exactly like Neon Caves, which is also on Switch. Did you ever play Neon Caves? No, but I remember another game having this mechanic. So It was probably not- Neon Caves uh, because as soon as I played Toast Time Smash Up, I'm like, wow. This is literally just like Neon Caves, except for a reskin. So I went to go uh, to the Google machine. Uh, same developers. Same developers. Same fucking game mechanic. Basically the same game. Oh. Uh, so it feels to me like a reskin of, of Neon Caves, which I hated. I hated Neon Caves. And I'm like, damn it. I gave these guys money two times, and I didn't like either one of their games. See, I gotta if, stop. <laughs> if you would have done the homework, the research like we never do, you would have oh, seen yeah. it was uh, Force of Habit, the developer who did this. Yeah. Game. I'm sure they're lovely people. This is not a personal attack, but I really fucking hate this mechanic that they like to do. And I just wasted my money. So I'm very upset about this. Uh, Not happy with it. So do not recommend Toast Time Smash Up. Don't like it at all. I didn't like Neon Caves either. We're doing a lot of nut don't recommends right now in a row. We're doing a lot. Uh, We got one more to go. One more to go. So I started playing Thief of Thieves. 
this is written by okay so it's based on a comic book that's written by robert kirkman who wrote the walking dead a uh, very famous writer very successful writer uh this is a it's hard to even describe what it is it seems like it's going to be a telltale ish game but also it cuts to scenes where you are like a third person character in an environment and you're sneaking around being a thief stealing stuff and avoiding people and being stealthy but it mm. looks like visually kind of like a telltale game the entire time there are some story choices um seemed pretty interesting but i guess the warning should have been that i've never heard anybody talk about this comic book so maybe it's not one of his more successful comic books this came out on pc a while ago i didn't hear anybody talking about it on pc and i'm like oh but where are the fans of the walking dead the walking dead is huge and this looks like a telltale game shouldn't people be playing this and nobody was playing it uh finally came to switch and i kind of cooled off on it like immediately the premise got me in the idea of being a thief like a you know super powered world-class cat burglar kind of person is pretty cool uh but i immediately ran into some problems uh for for one reason everything on the screen is blurry and for a minute i thought i was going blind it is not me it is the game something about this port of the game on the switch is really blurry the text is really blurry Mm. the textures are really blurry um it just looks bad it just looks really bad um it does not run that well there are some uh, frame rate problems and the ai was having some really fucked up things like in the very first very first level you are supposed to sneak into a house and you're supposed to like uh, eavesdrop on this guy's phone conversation and then you got a couple other objectives and you're walking into the house third person camera's pulled pretty far back so it's almost like um you're almost like getting a a, a side view like an ant farm view of the guy's house almost not exactly like that but kind of like that and somebody spots me and i'm like oh shit so i'm trying to run away i take a few steps away the guy chasing me stops and just goes away i'm like what just happened and i went back to see if he would chase me again and he like it's like he forgot i existed he just stopped chasing me you got out of his range no he was like three feet away from me he was like looking right at me he just stopped Mm. um it was really fucking weird and so um there's a couple of the little weird things where somebody that was off screen saw me and I'm like, well, dude, how am I supposed to know if you're off screen? Cause I can't see you. How can I defend against that? I mean, I, I was uh, sneaking around on uh, the ground floor and there's this guy who's like off screen and he's like, Hey, stop. And this little uh, text bubble comes in from off screen. And I'm like, well, I, I, I can't play a stealth game if people who are off screen can see me because I can't see them. So how is this supposed to work? Yeah. So I, it's just like within like the first 45 minutes of playing this game, I just had a bunch of stuff that were like red flags. So I bailed on it. I'm like, I'm not going to put, I'm just, I'm just not in the mood for tech weirdness and frustration right now. So real quick question though, does does the, um, when you like do a board, that's actually like the gameplay thing, then does it cut to like a cartoon, like the comic and stuff? It's like, it starts out as like a comic book panels and then you can talk to people and you can choose your responses Usually it'll be like, you know, one button is like, fuck off. And one button is like, yes, I agree. And yeah, you know, we're kind of simple, basic stuff like that. And then when it does cut to the actual level, it's like a third person still using the, the like, you know, kind of like cell shaded animation or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it looks cartoony, but it's actually like a third person, yep. you know, I'm, action games. So. I'm looking at some images now on, on the computer. Um, and by the way, that's, I think what I'm going to do each time you mention games that I don't know. I just look them up on the Googles uh, to get a better understanding. And I think that, the style does look cool, um, but yeah, bugs will be a problem, and also 
is it like compelling enough to keep doing it even with the bugs probably not it seems like nah i don't think so i don't think so i uh i just with that many problems so far i did a little bit of research afterwards because i was getting a little bit frustrated and i've seen uh, multiple people mention that there are uh progression halting bugs in this game where a couple reviewers said they weren't even able to finish the game because they hit a glitch and were not you know just literally couldn't finish the game so i was like okay forget it i'm out i'm not going to spend a bunch of time on a game you know, and maybe catch that bug and not be able to finish. That's like a complete yeah. waste of my time. So I am not going to progress. Thief of Thieves seems like a good idea, but it needs a little bit more time in the oven, I think. And by the way, I totally am down with you looking up the Google, but I, as a podcaster, I should be describing these games well enough that people can get a good idea of what <laughs> no, I'm talking no, about. No, that's no, not, that's not a thing against you. I, I just, mean, I, I got up my game. I got up my description game. Yeah, I'm a visual, I'm a visual guy, though. Like, I want, I want to see that. Like, I... Unless it's bothering you, then I'll stop. No, it's not bothering me at all. I'm just, <laughs> just making me think, okay, I got to up my visual game. I got to explain things a little bit more clearly. So that I'm going to put no, a pin in that. I'm going to do it. I'm an information like whore. Like I really need <laughs> all of the information. And so if you start saying, if anybody starts saying something, I'm like, want to go look things up, you know? So, um, all right. Let me talk about a PC game, I think. All right. Yeah. Have- my, I'm done with my check ins. Let's go to you, man. You've got a couple quick check ins here, too. So I'm going to turn it over to you here. Yeah. Some quick ones, just um, quickly. And yeah, I am surprised, though, about that uh, Kirkman thing because he's such a, you know, sought after well known, well known writer right now. Yeah. He's a big name. He's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, so this, uh, real quick, a uh, couple hits. One is This Land is My Land. Um, I was so excited about this game. Uh, because it's pretty much one of the only games where you can play a Native American at, in general. Is this on PC or where is where it's are we on PC? It? Yeah. Okay. This uh, land is my land. Okay. This man is my land. It's by Game Labs. Uh, came out earlier this year, kind of an alpha. Uh, it's still not finished. It's still pre-release, but you can uh, download it. You pay for it. I spent too much money on this alpha. That happens sometimes because you know it's not finished and you're excited. But I'll tell you my journey with this. A, holy crap! I'm Native American. Can I play a video game as a Native American? I got it. I gotta get. I gotta have it. Right. Okay. Okay. The only time I had probably a good time with me as a Native American was uh, Infamous Second Son. Okay. He uh, he actually goes to and talks to his tribe and stuff, and that's it's secondary part of the story. But um, yeah, so I just was like freaking out, like that I could play a third person Red Dead Redemption style game is what this is as a native american um there's two problems with it one uh well i'll tell you that the the initial idea is that you had some sort of massacre happen something bad from let's say cowboys settlers whoever you want to call them as is this said in that time period that the the pioneer going west period yeah, yeah. It was okay. 19th century um, American frontier, right? Okay, so, okay, gotcha. Okay. A little later, but yeah. Um, and so you basically start off and you want to right the wrongs, justice, which is all, I'm all about that in video games, and <clears throat> find out these people who did this thing and then go take them out. But you need to get a bunch of tribes together to help like mount this huge offensive because you just can't do it by yourself. And it's primarily stealth, but there's a little bit of action as well. But obviously, in the native uh, spirit of it, you are definitely trying to be sneaky and um, use bow and arrow and just be really great warriors, but um, in a kind of a stealthy way. So it's a little cumbersome. It's not finished, I know. 
uh, other systems. Yeah, they, they give you tutorials when you start, you know, having to do certain things. They say you should get these resources to craft your bow and then do this to basically get people on your side. But it doesn't feel like handholdy enough. I just felt like I was like going through the wilderness for a while, like not knowing what I was supposed to do. But then I started figuring out that I had to basically win over the support of different um, tribes, essentially, because fun fact, you know, all the natives were definitely together, but they weren't all together. Uh, and they definitely like human beings had different ways and, and different sections of uh, America. Yeah, uh, people are people, man. You get a group together, people. there's always going to be people disagreeing. That's yeah. Sure. So you basically are just trying to be like this guy to bring people together, which I thought was cool. The number one problem is uh, not the bugginess and not the kind of weirdness of it is that my PC couldn't handle it. What? And, really? Yeah. Now, I do have oh, I have an older PC, probably th- four years old now. Um, it's not the greatest GeoForce graphics card. It's not good at all, really. Um, but it's enough been able to handle a lot of stuff. So some of it's optimization, because now that I work with as uh, for a developer, I know the difficulty to get your game to run on different machines that are lesser than optimal. So I'm guessing that they're working on that just like we are. Um, this will get better. Right. But I did finally hit that window of like, okay, I probably can't play this. And that is disappointing because again, this kind of game doesn't come along very much. Um, and even with that, I did, I bumped it down to medium settings, low, medium, and I was able to play it. But there was still some kind of like, I think glitches even with with those off, you know, like it seemed like a little slow, not fully responsive when you got to like fighting people. It felt a little like loosey goosey. But um, in general, I love the idea. It just I hit a really big wall with the PC stats uh, and also it's just not finished. So I think forty dollars is too much for right now. I think that wow, this, that's pretty steep for something that's. Oh, uh, would you say an alpha? How far along is this? I know that I just realized that's the first time I told you how much I paid for it. Jesus, forty bucks for an alpha! Oh my god! Because I mean, that's how much I want to play as a Native American. I mean, to be fair, dude. I mean, I just pulled a Carlos here and I looked it up online. This game looks actually way better than I thought it was going to look. Oh yeah, it could if your computer can handle it. If your computer can handle it, so I mean, it does look very much like a. A very like modern sort of a you're a Native American dude sneaking around the woods like it looks yeah it looks more looks more better more better than I thought Carlos um, yeah I, I, I yeah go ahead <laughs> well I mean I don't mean to cut you off I just I have a question though like my my number one question looking at this is are Native uh, Americans making this game like what is their cultural competency when it comes to this material is it a bunch of white guys sitting around who like are thinking native Americans are cool. Are there, is it native American developers? Like I, whenever something like this comes up, my first thought is like, okay, like what kind of cred are you bringing to the table? Cause like, just like related, there was a game a while ago. I do not remember what it was called, but it was about, um, the black experience in inner city Chicago. And it oh, was yeah. kind of like, yeah, you know, that game, yep. I don't remember what it's called, but it came out and I was like, Oh wow, this seems like really interesting. Giving a totally new perspective, different material. And I emailed the developers and I'm like, so are you guys black? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, hold hold up. How can yeah. you guys be talking about the black experience in inner city Chicago if none of y'all is black? And, you know, it, it, after a couple of ba- going back and forth, they're like, oh, well, we have like one of the writers is is either, you know, he's whatever. He's, you know, of color of something or something. And, you know, I'm like, OK, fine. But like it, it kind of 
Mm, I don't know, man. I, just, let I me, feel like if it's not your experience, you can't talk about it. So let, let me answer that question. Though. Yes, please do. In a in a two parter. The first okay. part is they're Ukrainian. They're, they're, oh. they're not Native American. Okay, hold oh, on. That's, shit. that's the oh, first shit. part. Okay. Okay. The second part is when you're a Native American. Oh, God. No, no, no. Just here, Is this, it bad? Is it bad? No, no, no. Okay. And I saw reviews that were just like this. We don't give a shit. Like, at this point, <laughs> like, how many things for other cultures and other races have been showcased in video games? A ton. A fucking ton. How many have been for Native Americans? You know, three or something? Two or three sure. of the fucking all of the games? So at this point, that's where I'm coming from. And I think some other people who are Native are coming. Like, hey, I can get some, like, retribution in video game form. I can, like, play the Red Dead fantasy and be a Native American. I mean, if a Native American was a class in Red Dead, that would be amazing. But, like, yeah, there's better games, and I'm sure... That, this would be more authentic if it was made by natives. It isn't, but most, I would say, a lot of Native Americans would be like, yeah, but we still got something. I so, mean, I totally get that, dude. I totally get that. Um, I just am, like, cringing a little bit because people and I, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, like, I'm gonna really stereotype people pretty hard here for a second. But, like, people from Eastern Europe and stuff and those block countries, like, they're generally are not real up on being racially appropriate or respectful. And I would be really scared that this game would come out and it would be like really offensive to native Americans by playing on some of those tropes or maybe giving, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have not imagery, but I haven't seen it yet. Obviously I didn't get very far cause of my computer. Yeah. Um, and I do have, the, I mean, I have the access to it, so I am upgrading my PC at some point. So I will come back to it when I can handle it. Uh, and I'd like to see because they, they're so light on story that I don't, you know, you, you got to tread carefully. But I think right now they're not treading at all. It's like, hey, these people did something wrong to you. Uh, you're a Native American. They're not. Go get them. Like, that's kind of it. And it's hard to fuck up that part when it's like, if you don't, you know, I don't know yet because there might be more story. But there's very there was very few cutscenes, And all the kind of text inside the game was just like do Native American type things and then go kill those people. So, and then also hunt, right? Like, and who doesn't like what finding sure, bears in the woods and sure, stuff like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think that in general, it's like, it's good enough for me, but the problem is I can't recommend it yet because I really haven't had the full experience of playing it because of the fucking settings. So I, I'll wait for them to optimize. Cause I know that that's a thing now I understand optimization. So they're not there yet. It's way too much money. It should be like 10 bucks right now to get in. Uh, but I did it because I was so hungry for something. Well, keep me posted because the screenshots look great, actually. I mean, this is something that I would be interested in playing. I just hope that these guys hire like a, you know, a researcher or a cultural advisor to make sure that what they're doing is respectful to the people that they are portraying. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, I hope they did. Maybe, maybe they did. We should re uh, maybe I'll do research and see if they did because that'd be cool if they did. Agreed. Agreed. Now you have one more game to talk about, Carlos. Before we get to Carlos's games coming up, which uh, is the title of their final thing. Maybe we can workshop that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> the guys. The guys. G U I S E. Not not G U Y S, which is would be a totally different game. Yeah. Hey, it's the guys. Hey, hey come on over guys. here. Hey, hey the bros. Hey, hey we've got some yeah. beer, some Coors Light. Hey. Yeah, I don't want to play that game, but the guys, G-U-I-S-E, <laughs> what is this game about? 
So I also found this on uh, Game Jolt, but then it's also on Steam as well. So you can do either one. Um, let's maybe triple check that right now in real time. Real time triple checking right yeah, here on yeah. You can download it. Games. You can download it on both Steam or uh, Game Jolt, and I found it because it again it was free a, a demo, and the character basically is well. Let's say the story is you're three little kids and you go see this um, room you're not supposed to go into, and they say don't go in that room. And you go in the room anyhow, and you the main character touches the mask that you see on the table. And the mask looks just like the, the mask from Hollow Knight. Is this like in your fucking house? Like where 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 oh, are you? Like, yeah, I'm bad at so I'm bad at setting things up. Um, so basically, you're three kids, and I think you have a sister who's a wit- witch or a magician, and she's got a secret room you're not supposed to go into. That's all. And you is all this, decide, is this like modern day? Is it fantasy? Like what are we oh, talking about? I don't know. It's all the graphics look like Limbo. So what's interesting is that oh, I oh okay, okay I was drawn to this because. Like we talked about last episode, Beholder 2 didn't like meet my expectations. I thought it was going to be Limbo. And so this game actually is like that. Like it's it's very much like a Limbo type game, 2D side-scrolling game. But the cutscene in the beginning is you find this mask. You're not supposed to put it on. You put it on. Now what happens is, really startling, you turn into a monster. Like some sort of really weird monster who, who like walks on all fours. Okay. Um, and you still have that mask on. And so basically you have to side-scroll and kill other dark creatures in this weird landscape and you're trying there's like little story bits and you're trying to figure out how to like basically get better and be a kid again because you're this weird grotesque monster but along the way you're killing things like other monsters or other dark looking limbo type characters and there's no real reason for that but um they do <laughs> they do story bits though i love i love that analysis of just like yeah i don't know why they're doing it there's no reason there's for no this. reason there's a little kid who looks like the limbo kid he's got a knife i should probably kill him um but no there do story bits and you find like a, a character out in the woods and he's like hey can you go do this for me and kind of like a little mission objectives here and there and then there's bosses which is you know kind of cool and i don't know the game is just like artistically pretty cool looking and it got me in because I was thinking about how much I really wanted another like weird limbo type game. And there's little save points that are pretty generous. And there's a little bit of upgrading and abilities. And I think it's just okay. But it <laughs> it's uh it's an okay pick for me. That is the best fucking breakdown ever. <laughs> there's some limbo shit that I don't know why you're doing it. You're you got some quests and I think it's okay. I think it's all right. <laughs> I think it's all right. That is the best breakdown we've ever had on the show. Well, we've had, I, I, get, I brought some garbage fires. I brought some anger. I brought some positivity. And now I'm doing the just average okay. Review. That is amazing. We have gone, we have spanned the entire gamut of, uh, of we reactions have. to games. All, so. Both of us. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> it's on Steam. Uh, you know, it's a free thing to check out. Just why not? You know what I mean? At that point. Why not indeed? Okay. So that wraps up the guys. We've only got one segment left. Carlos, this is your baby. It's games coming up, games you're looking forward to, games that we might be talking about in the future. What do you what do you bring to the table this week, man? Can we maybe we could switch the topic to, or the category to games we're both going to be playing? I that cannot be because I don't look into the future at all. It's like oh. what is in front of me right now is exactly what I do. I don't And I always have games on deck, so that's why. Oh, yeah. No, dude, people ask me all the time like I get this question like literally like at least once or twice a week. Hey, Brad, what are you looking forward to coming up? And I'm like, I don't know. 
I just like I, I don't know. I'll go to GameFly and see what's on my queue, or I'll go to look at you know. I I, I have no idea, dude. Okay. Well, mine came out of uh, Legend of Keepers. Is 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 kind of what's uh, brought up these next games I'm gonna be playing. Okay. So. Um, because I had so much fun with that, I was also remembering Heroes of Night Magic, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, younger people might not remember that game, or they might think of the, uh, I think there was a Game Boy Advance version or something. But Heroes of Night Magic 3 is probably one of the finest strategy games ever made, in my opinion. And they kept making games like it, but very few and far between. Uh, a company called 1C Entertainment made a ton of them. Uh, King's Bounty is a, is a big one that's like that game where basically it's a strategy game. Think Advance Wars. Think of, uh, well, all that stuff before Advance Wars. And think of, what's the game? Military Madness. You know, all that type of strategy game. I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics, all that. So, but what's great about Heroes of Might Magic was that you had, like, you could have uh, a, a bunch of archers. You could spend all your money or points or whatever on archers. And then, like, 100 archers could take out, like, you know, 50 warriors because you had to do the math. Like, well, they can shoot faster, but the warriors are stronger. So I just like, I actually enjoy that kind of piecing together a puzzle. Ah, there's a puzzle I do like. And, and a strategy element that has to do with, like, combat. So, long story short, uh, I was down that rabbit hole, and I found King's Bounty 2 is coming out in 2020. So I will be playing that in 2020. That's a leap forward, pretty much not right now. But for right now, I'll be playing Wargroove. Wargroove. Okay, this is in the same vein, right? This is the, um, it's a 2D pixel-based, kind of like an Advanced Wars sort of thing, right? Yeah, Advanced Wars, Fire Emblem. It's the closest you can probably get to Fire Emblem on your PS4, which I'll play it on. Is it for every system um, we could look up? I think it is for every system these days. Okay. So Wargroove has also got mentioned on a bunch of best of games of the year lists. And I was like, whoa. So all this like research and wanting to play other games like this led me to Wargroove. It's that and After Party will be my only games coming soon because I am oh, going to talk party, about right. After Party that. probably next episode. Yeah. Have you played it yet or not yet? No, I have it loaded up. So um, that is that just Death Stranding got in the way. Yeah, Death Stranding gets in the way of everything. It's kind of a big thing. I I, I, I just realized um, my son had me fire up uh, the Xbox last week, and I was surprised to see that After Party was on there on um, Game Pass. Oh, Game Pass, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I'll jump in and do that with you uh, because it's free. You know, if you have – I mean, Game Pass is not free, but it's free if you have Game Pass. So that might be something. Maybe I could. Uh, maybe I'll jump in that with you. We'll yeah, see. watch. We could do after party and children of Morta. That could be a good thing. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. But awesome. war, war groove, all times, all everything, everything. My whole life is going to be war groove. I have a feeling I'm just going to like lose myself into that, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. So, excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it uh, for this episode of So Video Games. Thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for being here as well, Carlos. I don't think I could do this show without you. It would be a very, a very different show if it was just me. So thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. And I'm really enjoying the weekly thing. We Both of us play so many games, it's, like, necessary. You yeah, know? you know, like, oh, my God. When I was looking at the list of games we were building up on the biweekly, it just, there's just no way. There's just no way. So anyway, I'm glad we're doing weekly as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, we always love your questions or comments. You can reach us, so video games podcast at gmail.com. And I am checking the email box now. 
Uh, I kind of forgot about <laughs> it for a while. I apologize for that, but I am checking the messages. Uh, you can also post comments for us at GameCritics.com when the show goes up. We are also on Twitter collectively, at Video Games. But the better way to reach us is individually. Carlos, where can people find you in the social networks? Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to do a new place each time, remember? You can, or you can do an old one, or you can just give us your standard, whatever you like. Well, in general, Onawa, O-N-A-W-A on Twitter. But also I have, uh, let me click the button to make it happen, Game Jolt. Uh, I am working on my new platformer game. Uh, I don't just talk about games. I'm actually working on one. It's gamejolt.com slash at sign Onawa, O-N-A-W-A. So basically You're working just, on two games, dude. I'm on working on two games? Yeah, you work for somebody's making a game, plus you're making Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm doing mainly social media, video, you know, but that I also, I also QA the game. And, um, but this is going to be another one of my weird creations. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, gamejolt.com slash at sign Onawa, O-N-A-W-A. Excellent, excellent. And as for me, I am making no games, uh, just playing them for now. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as usual. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that is it for us. So thank you once again for joining us here on the podcast, and we'll be back next week. And in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. Hey, yo, I'll check you later from Carlos. (laughs) Shit. (laughs)